Hi everybody, Intimacy Coach and Sex Expert here. So mainly, I just wanted to come to you guys to discuss that. Uh, my main purpose of doing what I do is to have uh, a new outlook on sexuality and sex itself. I do this because I want people to look at sex and sexuality in a positive way. I want um, more people to be able to discuss it between friends, colleagues, family, without no issues at all, let alone their partners, duh. Um, but I want them to feel comfortable being able to express themselves and being able to open up in a way that they never, um, that was never done before. And the way that uh, sex ed is taught in schools today is not only the bare minimum, but it's not even close to enough of what the person has to deal with in their real adult life. And I think it's really misleading. I think that a lot of um, sexual beliefs that we are taught in the past are huge myths and um, totally uh, the opposite of what everything is. Sex for me was looked at very bad. Um, it was looked at something that only dirty girls did, that it wasn't okay to do. It was discussed to be really bad and dirty, just really taboo. And uh, it's sad to me to know that many people still feel that way and knowing that they're not comfortable expressing or even talking about sex, it blows my mind because uh, they don't know no better. And I don't know who else is going to teach them about sex besides the media, you know, porn, social media, uh, you know, school does to an extent, but not really. I really think that there should be sexual uh, or comprehensive sexual education taught in schools, but that's only for certain states, but very, not, not many at all. And that's more like beyond the basics of what they teach you now. Uh, it's about, you know, healthy relationships and intimate relationships and uh, what you'll face in a normal, you know, adult life. And many people are just so misled and especially my generation are very uh, shut down and closed up when it comes to talking about such topic. They find it very awkward, they feel weird, uncomfortable, etc. Uh, and that really bums me out because it, it's hard for me to have these clients open up to me when they're not even willing to reach out to get help. And it affects, it affects the whole reason why I do my business. Um, and I, I don't want to have to chase clients. You know what I mean? I want them to just come out of, uh, come out on their own and be able to come to me. So that being said, it's just something that I really think that should be looked upon with a, I think that sex has a huge impact on lives. Um, but it's looked in a really bad way. And uh, it's something that is, should be talked about just because of the fact that it's so present in your adult life that nobody, there's no manual to it. Nobody guides you step by step of what to do. Nobody tells you what to expect either with certain actions being taken or certain consequences that can be made. So 
it's crazy though because people should really have a comfort or people should have somewhere to go to be able to talk about stuff like this or learn about certain things and um it's not available to them you know i mean yeah i'm i'm available for them to learn and for them to grow absolutely but when it comes down to maybe them not knowing me or them not having access to me it's very hard for them to know any better so they constantly just live their lives just not knowing no better so and that being said this is mainly why i do what i do and me making this video i just wanted to reach out to you guys of what my main channel is about and what i love to do and this is what i'm passionate about so if you'd like to reach out to me um i actually have a group that's called touch of erotic i would like you to join that group and um you will see a lot of my information there you'll be able to reach me directly from there and it, whether you want to do sessions or you just want to be in the group that's completely up to you so um i will put the group link in the description down below that way you can go there and join my group and um, i hope to see all you guys there okay all right bye
what you got dealt is what you got dealt and your sexuality is literally who you are it's your final you it's who you are when you're all vulnerable when you're weak it's just who you are overall and if you can't accept that person then it's really sad and that's something you have to work on um it will take time to evolve sexually and become one with yourself and own it uh it does take practice don't think it's just gonna come like that um but definitely if you are comfortable in your skin you will notice a huge significant significant difference in your overall sexual experiences okay so that could be with yourself masturbating or with a partner either way you will notice that your experiences are way more enjoyable you will notice that you have more respect for your body and yourself in the way that you view yourself. And um, why not enjoy sex? Like sex is for pleasure anyway. So let's have fun with it, you guys, okay? All right, next slide. The sexual belief survey. So I put this survey in here because I think it's really, really important for people to actually ask themselves these questions and the purpose of this is to help you identify and begin to process yeah process any negative or unproductive thoughts sorry attitudes and beliefs about sex by writing about them to help you also identify your positive and affirming thoughts attitudes and beliefs about sex get yourself a notebook to use as your sexual self-discovery journal and begin to free write regarding the following questions so the following questions are really really um Good questions, actually. That's the reason why I put them in here. But they're really like, I never thought of these questions. And having to actually do the exercise myself and write my answers down, I was really surprised to see what I wrote. And getting really specific, the more specific you are with these questions that you answer, the more that you'll actually have um, a complete understanding of what you are trying to accomplish. That's the whole point of the sexual beliefs is that it doesn't mean what you were taught when you were younger means that that's how you should believe sex as an adult. Like, um, for instance, number one says, what do you think about sex? So do I have uh, how do I feel about it? I think sex is dot, dot, dot. List all your honest thoughts about sex. So just be totally honest and list what you really feel. Number two says, what do I think about my body? All parts of it. Are there any parts I am uncomfortable with? So all of us have many parts of our body that we're uncomfortable with. It's the point of actually being honest about it and writing that shit down. Okay, number three says, what do I think about the opposite gender's body? My spouse's body. All parts of it. Are there any parts I'm uncomfortable with? Be totally honest, write it down. Number four, what or who all played a role in my sexual learning and development? Parents, peers. Five, what did I learn about sex? What was I taught? List five negative messages and five positive messages. Okay, so next slide continues. All right. Um, and number six says, what are my insecurities, vulnerabilities, fears, memories, inhibitions regarding sex and sexuality? Um, what do I really think about, thank God, feels about sex? 
So in parentheses, it says no Sunday school answers here. Not sure what that means, but uh, I'm sure somebody can figure it out how to answer it. Number eight, what negative experiences have I had from the past experiences with sex? Uh, please list whatever you feel is the right answer here. Number nine, what positive with sex sexuality have I had in my past? List as many genuine positive thoughts and feelings as you can about sex. Begin each statement with, I think, I feel, I believe. So you would write that down. Number 10. So I'm not going to go through all these. I just think that these are really good questions that you should ask yourself. So what inhibitions or psychological barriers do I think I may have regarding sex? So I really think this is an important question. Um, I believe many of us have inhibitions or psychological barriers that we um, like face and it's hard to overcome and be sexually free and liberating in sex just because of those inhibitions, inhibitions are there holding us back as usual and we can't break free from that shit. You can, it just takes a lot of practice. So don't expect it to happen on the first one. Um, how important is the sexual relationship in a marriage? Well, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm making this webinar is because like, <laughs> How to improve your sex life and making sex a priority is huge. Um, and if you don't think sex is like a big deal in a marriage, like you're probably one of those people that I made the slide about sex, sexless marriages or sexless relationships. Um, number 12, how do I honestly feel about having sex in marriage? List five statements that are generally true for you. So, um, Go ahead. It's continued. Um, there's only a couple more. So write down everything you think of to finish the following phrase. I remember list sex related memories, personal experiences, feelings, your first kiss, positive or negative, your first sexual experiences or honeymoon experiences, positive or negative, and memories from movies. Conversations with friends, the first time you saw someone naked, accidentally seeing someone just out of the shower, or when viewing porn, etc. Um, number 14 is write down everything you think of to finish the following phrase. So, I don't think, I hate, list all the dislikes or inhibitions about sex. Uh, 15 goes on to say, write down everything you think of to finish the following phrase once again sex dot 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 list anything else that comes to mind um and then 16 finally says list as many genuine positive thoughts and feelings as you can about sex so that basically just wraps up the whole survey um so let's carry on here because there's like quite a bit i feel like we still have to go through so the sexual desire assessment, I basically just wanted to put these questions out there so you guys can ask yourselves exactly if you are um, answering these with, uh, you know, I guess positivity or if you're answering these with like real concern. Uh, so has there been a decrease in your sexual desire or interest? If there has been, it doesn't mean you have to freak out right away and you're like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. Don't do that to yourself. Um, what's up, guys? Intimacy coach and sex expert here. Coming to you guys to discuss a webinar that I made about my course curriculum. So I made a program, an eight-week program, 
What's up, guys? Intimacy coach and sex expert here. Sexuality, sex, love, relationships, intimacy, blah, blah, blah. It's about going beyond the basics of what you were taught in school by your family, um, friends. It just goes in depth of what researchers have found, the new studies, science, and um, I just want to share with you guys about the newest updates. So I made a welcome guide for you guys to follow, and it's just a sneak peek of my course curriculum for this webinar, and I really hope you guys enjoy it, okay? So I'm going to share my page. So we're going to share the screen. every time like I swear I should have typed it in oh come on <laughs> really you guys I'm so sorry like hold on <laughs> this should not be happening right now um all right here we go I'll just I'll just cheat from here all right so let's go to the preview so um anybody can go on to teachable and under evolving love workshop they can click on the preview i allow um, a preview for every new how would i put it every new lecture of a uh, fresh session is able to preview everything else isn't gonna be a preview because that's kind of like bullshit <laughs> um i just do a little teaser for a reason Get the of course, fuck out the program. Of Sorry, it's an April program. So uh, let's get started. This is a... Oh, that's where sperm comes from. But it doesn't mean that hey, get the fuck out. He might of like it. Are you it. serious right now, bro? You're kidding me. Oh hell no, bro. Hell no. Lecture one is about boosting Libio. So this could be us. I posted this photo and it could be. Amazing, amazing human beings together. Just fit perfectly like a puzzle. Boosting your li uh, libido. So instructions. So read libido pro PDF and take quiz. Very simple. Practice, practice self-care to increase your arousal and boost your libido. Has your lack of desire affected your relationship in a negative way? Um, 
If so, you can consult with a doctor for further evaluation, have them run tests to check your hormone levels, uh, prescribe some medication or other alternatives. Next step, seek a sex coach, um, in parentheses, myself, or sex therapy. Um, difference between sex coach and sex therapy, sex coaching is more effective than sex therapy. Not sure if you guys were aware. Sex therapy goes based off of your past events and can diagnose you with psychological issues along with uh, prescribing medications. So sex coaching is highly effective, focuses on your present and future goals, guides you through inhibitions with your sexuality, gives you resources, but most of all, practices, strategies, techniques, exercises, and tools to help guide you through your journey to success. Sex coaching can be used for individuals, couples. I have no specific preference of who I work with. I accept everybody for who they truly are. Beautiful. Um, hope this lecture was useful, informational, and educational. I enjoy making these lectures for you to further your education on sex, love, and relationships. There's plenty more content to come like hardships, sex challenges, sexual trauma, sex toys, anal sex, and so much more. Happy learning, Miss Kara. So if we scroll down, here's a preview of the Libido Pro PDF. Um, I believe we already read this. Yeah, we did in the beginning. If you guys were in my first webinar, yeah, I just took like four of the slides and I cheated a little bit. Yeah, because it repeats itself. Um, so ways to boost your libido. So there are a variety of things you can do in your everyday life that can help you boost your libido and enhance your sex life. So try eating certain fruits. Um, try eating chocolate. Take your daily herbs. Boost your self-confidence. Keep your relationship in check. Uh, take time to meditate, relieve stress, and get plenty of sleep. So those are the main ones that I have. Um, to eat certain fruits, so figs, bananas, and avocados, for examples, for example, are considered libido-boosting foods known as aphrodisiacs. So, uh, but these foods also provide important vitamins and minerals that can increase blood flow to the genitals and promote a healthy sex life. Try eating chocolate. Throughout history, chocolate has been a symbol of desire, not just because of its delicious taste, but because of its power to improve sexual pleasure. According to one study, chocolate promotes the release of phenolithamine and serotonin into your body. This can produce some aphrodisiac and mood lifting effects. According to another study, the effects of chocolate on sexuality are probably more psychological than biological. Funny. Okay. Next is take your daily herbs. So next time you decide to sit down for a romantic dinner, add a little basil or garlic to your dish. The smell of the basil stimulates the senses. Garlic contains high levels of allicin, allicin and increases blood flow. These effects may help men with erectile dysfunction. That's interesting. God, this shit's so interesting. Okay, next, boost your self-confidence. The way you feel about your body affects the way you feel about sex. An unhealthy diet and lack of exercise may cause you to have a poor self-image. These things can discourage you from having and enjoying sex. Um, you can boost your self-esteem and your sex drive by shifting the focus from your flaws to your attributes. 
You can also focus on the pleasure, the pleasure experienced during sex. Daily affirm, uh, affirmations, you guys. If you guys do daily affirmations and write down like three a day or um, tell yourself three affirmations in a mirror day, that's supposed to like also boost your confidence. So like, I love myself. I am beautiful. I am strong. If you say that like in the mirror, or say that to yourself, like, more than 10 times a day, it will eventually start boosting your self-esteem. So, just an FYI. Meditate and relieve stress. So, no matter how healthy you are, being stressed out is going to affect your sex drive. Women are uh, particularly susceptible to effects stress can have on one sex life. Men, on the other hand, sometimes use sex to relieve sex, relief stress and sometimes uh differences in the approach to sex may cause conflict i can see that uh, manage anxiety having high levels of anxiety is common barrier to sexual functioning and libido for both males and females this may be anxiety due to life stress or specific related anxiety so people with an intense work schedule carrying responsibilities or other life stresses may feel fatigued as a result have a lower sexual uh, desire or drive anxiety and stress can also make it more difficult for someone to get more to get or maintain an erection which can put a person off having sex a 2017 review of erectile dysfunction in young men has suggested that depression and anxiety can result in a reduced libido and increased sexual dysfunction Dude, anxiety and fucking depression, like, are some shit. They fuck up everything. Managing anxiety. So, there are many things that people can do to manage their anxiety and boost their mental health, including practicing good sleep hygiene, being able for, or being available for a favorite hobby, exercising regularly, eating a nutritious diet, working to improve relationships, talking to a therapist, and deep breathing exercises. So, I'm going to be uh, teaching a section that is going to be based off of stress and anxiety and ways to manage it, also ways to cope with it. So we're going to get in depth of uh, mental health, um, mental health illnesses, whether it's bipolar, depression, anxiety, but really we're going to tackle um, a lot about managing and coping with stress especially during this pandemic right now. I think a lot of people are feeling high levels of anxiety and stress just due to this crisis. So I think it's very, very important to tackle um, and uh, do a section for that just in general. So continuing, um, getting enough sleep, please. Those with a hectic lifestyle don't always have the time to get the right amount of sleep. Being busy also makes it difficult to be available for sex. People who balance work with caring for aging parents or young children are often left exhausted, which can lead to a reduced sex drive. Boost your energy and sex drive by taking naps when you can, eating healthy diet, high in protein, and low in carbohydrates. I take naps still. Don't tell anybody. Like 20-minute naps. Hour tops. (laughs) Someday. Keep relationship in check. 
after you've had an argument with your partner, chances are you're not in the mood to have sex. For women, sensing emotional closeness is an important to sexual intimacy. That means unresolved conflicts can affect your sexual relationship. This is so fucking true. Alright, man, I'm telling you right now. I can't express this enough. This is so true. Um, if we don't feel mostly like close to you, we ain't gonna fuck you, period. FYI. Communication is essential for building trust, and it is. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you communicate after a huge argument or fight and make up through communication in order for the woman to understand that, hey, it's closure for her. You guys communicated both sides, and she gets more closure through communication than she would through, like, physical contact or anything like that. Showing her affection is really important, and that emotional closeness and connection is essential for you to get laid. Do you understand me? And make up for that sex, or make up for that argument or fight that you guys have. So, it's important to prevent resentments from building up. Yeah, because women will fucking build resentments against men in a heartbeat. Because you guys think that you guys can just blow off shit. And it's not healthy at all. But women, without um, without even her noticing, will start to build resentment against um, you. And it won't even be her fault. It's just the fact that, hey, she's starting to have a really hard grudge and she's holding it against you because you guys never made up for that argument or that fight that should have been discussed and communicated and yeah so moving on so sexual try sex coaching so sexual desire is complex with both psychological and physical components even when a person has a um physical condition that affects libido, such as diabetes, improving emotional and psychological response to sex can improve libido and sexual functioning. Coaching is an effective strategy for increasing low libido. Individual coaching can help address negative views about sex, self-esteem, and uh, secondary causes of low libido, such as depression, anxiety. Relationship counseling can help some people work through factors affecting their sexual desire. So, I said in the beginning, affected strategy for libido. Individual coaching can help address negative views about sex. That's why we did that sexual belief survey in the first webinar, or the second one. That's why. Because your sexual beliefs have, like, everything to do with how you view sex. So, reevaluating those is a really big deal. So sex coaching continued. So mindfulness coaching may also help. One 2014 study found that just four sessions of mindfulness-based cognitive behavior therapy is a group setting improved sexual desire, sexual arousal, and sexual satisfaction for women. I'm actually learning a lot about mindfulness practices, and they're really interesting. Like, I, I know of a couple, but I haven't really implemented them into my coaching yet um i want to do some more studying and research and get to know more about it for me to start coaching it and teaching it but uh it's definitely really relaxing and it's different so those techniques and exercises will be implemented into my coaching or teaching uh very soon i just want to be able to understand it also 
be able to um, express it in the right way for you guys to get the full experience of mindful practicing and how it really, really works. So, last but not least, consult with a doctor. Even if you're taking a natural approach to boosting your sex drive, it still might be a good idea to talk to your doctor. They can help you identify underlying problems. Your doctor may suggest some strategies for enhancing sexual health. These may include communicating with your partner, making healthy lifestyle choices, and treating underlying medical conditions. Knowing the root of the problem affecting your sex life will make it easier to find a solution. So, if you know secretly what the fucking problem is, don't try to beat around the bush because it's just going to really hurt you more. So, we're going to go down to the quiz. So, what is the ratio of women with low libido? I'm sure we're already aware of this, you guys. Come on, if you guys don't know this, it's in there. Anxiety affects sexual functioning and libido. That is very true. Chocolate can help improve sexual pleasure. Anxiety can make it difficult for a man to get or maintain an erection. Isn't that shit crazy? It's all psychological. What are ways to boost libido? So, exercise, get enough sleep, boost in confidence, meditate, well-balanced time. appreciate you guys taking the time out to watch this webinar a little bit longer than I anticipated but it's okay um I'm actually gonna come back with another webinar about this section on anal anal play anal sex I'm gonna cover that whole section and I'm sure it'll be pretty short but this one was a little bit longer than I anticipated but I really really enjoy being with you guys um you can join my group at Human Sexuality Community um, on Facebook and basically find my website on WordPress. No, on touchofarotic.wordpress.com. Um, email me at kanaikara541 at gmail.com if you need to reach me, or you can actually send me a message through Messenger. Um, through uh, Kara Kanai or KK, whatever. I mean, the program is now available for you to take and the content is now available for you to start getting um, and taking the program. There's no longer one-on-one coaching available, only the program. Program involves on-demand, on-demand coaching and a step-by-step instruction. 
So I hope to see you guys join my program. Um, I had so much fun making it. And like I said, there's more webinars to come. But you guys have been so great and so patient. And you guys have honestly made this so great. All right? Okay, I'll see you guys later, all right? Bye. Hi, everybody. Intimacy coach and sex expert here coming to you guys to discuss my webinar. Yeah, I made a webinar for you guys. Um, okay, well, let's just dive on in. Hold on one second. Let me share my screen. Make sure I get it right this time because I totally just recorded three hours of like a, a like slideshow that stayed still for three like three hours straight anyways blah 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 all right so i made a webinar and we're just gonna go through it real quick um how to improve your sex life is basically what i'm trying to aim for here um so let's get started there's a lot to cover so i'm trying to like go at a, at a certain speed okay so who am i evolving from what once was an abusive relationship to a survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse inspired me to become an intimacy coach. Me. <coughs> Excuse me. The scars from the sexual abuse wasn't going to stop me from enjoying sex and domestic violence wasn't going to define my relationship. My fiance and I agreed to seek a relationship coach and with endless effort, we graduated from the program with a new mindset. Um, improving our sex life not only minimized our, minimized our fights, but revived our love once more, and our connection is stronger than ever. Okay, so, um, that's who I am. Uh, let's fix my heart a little bit. Alright, next. You're in the right place if you are interested in improving your sex life. Uh, you want to learn how to become a better lover. Those who are craving deeper, intimate connections. Those who want to understand and communicate their boundaries. Those who want to express their sexual desires without rejection. If you want to evolve sexually and understand sexuality. If you want to overcome inhibitions that are holding you back. So, those are pretty good reasons of why you might be here. Um, if there was no reasons listed above... Please, uh, I don't want to waste your time. If you want to leave, you can. Um, but other than that, these are the main reasons. And uh, it, you're in the right place if you are underneath these categories of what I just named. Um, like I said, so we're continuing. Uh, why it's not working. So many of you are trying to ignore um, the... What does it say? My little thing's in the way. The issue is hoping that they will resolve themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, there's many, many of you that just ignore um, issues. So, uh, if you push them underneath the rug, they're just not going to um, resolve themselves or just go away. If anything, they'll just remain the same or just get worse with, with time. So, uh, next is not implementing and sticking with change. So, um... You're just not uh, ready for the actual change. I mean, whether you've tried the change out, but you didn't stick to it, 
or you're just not actually trying to make the change. Um, either way, it's showing and there's nothing being done about it. Next, are you aware of what needs to be done but not sure how to take those steps? There's many of you out there that are really, really stuck. Um, they don't even know where to take the first step and that's where I come in and I take you step-by-step -step instruction and I show you how to implement change, also um, guide you and support you. Um, four, is seeking individual counseling or couples therapy that just isn't as effective as coaching. Now, coaching has become the second, um, the second fastest growing profession in the United States. Uh, it's booming right now. So um, it's taking off like crazy. Um, some people do great with coaching. Other people do better with couples therapy or individual counseling. Uh, it depends on the individual, but they have shown that coaching is just as effective and um, actually more effective than therapy itself. Um, I believe just because therapy is more of a psychological um, diagnosis and can prescribe medications, but also they basically just go based off your past events and they just like diagnose you with psychological issues or conditions. Um, they don't really like focus on your present or your future goals and actually look at you as a human being that's evolving. They just kind of look at your past events and just judge you from there. So I really think that's why coaching has became so um, popular and more effective than therapy itself. Okay, um, five, trying but don't have the essential tools to guide you to what you want. So many of you don't even have the right tools or the right strategies, techniques, tips, exercises to even know where to begin. Um, that's where I come in again and I show you step-by-step, um, step, once again, instructions on how to um, get those tools, how to maintain those tools, and how to utilize those tools for you to actually implement in your daily lives or love lives. So, that helps a lot. Okay, hold on one second, you guys. Let me just take this off because I really think this is like a huge problem of why guys can't really see me so is that better i'm sure it is okay so anyways this shit's all fucked up whatever okay so the correct way um create a dating profile to put yourself back out there back on the market so this is mainly like for my singles out there my individual singles that are looking to find love uh their soulmate want to get back out there to date whatever yada 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 um, journaling daily. So I have a lot of my clients journal daily and write down their achievements and five things that they're grateful for in order to create a positive outlook and helps their self-esteem. Um, this is a really, really good technique that I have, like I said, many of my clients use and, um, it really does work. I have always journaled throughout my like whole life and it really, really kind of paints a good picture for me to understand how my day was and look at it different. But um, implementing what you're grateful for and your achievements throughout the day actually just shows you more positive attributes and more like positivity throughout your life instead of focusing on the negatives. 
So that that helps a lot. So self pleasure weekly. So this helps you boost confidence and helps you love oneself and understanding your body and what you desire sexually. So I usually like um have my clients self pleasure themselves or masturbate if you will weekly. Um if they want to do it twice a week that's even better. Um, I believe the more that you make love to yourself, the more that you'll boost self-esteem, confidence, feel good about yourself, and improve sex, uh, reduces tension. There's so many benefits to masturbating, and um, it's really natural and normal. So I advise the people that don't masturbate to start doing it like immediately, because I really think it's just something that everybody should do, and it is for everybody to do. So... Um, Continuing, so initiating sex. If you usually are the partner that does the initiating, switch roles and become the submissive for the night. Surrender to your pleasure. So, um, you know, take turns and switch roles. Uh, if somebody is always used to initiating, actually just switching up the roles and having that person initiate that doesn't usually do it, will really, really spice up, like, your sex life and kind of switch switch it up and be exciting. And a new way to, um, to enjoy that sexual experience. So take turns, be even, be fair. Don't be, like, you know, always making your partner do all the initiating. That's not really cool. So um, I think initiating sex is a really, really um, huge, like, icebreaker when it comes to people being stuck in a rut. Uh, cause you know, the man usually is the one that dominates and initiates everything. So maybe if the woman taking on that role for once will be, you know, uh, giving him a break, not only for him to enjoy himself and surrender to her pleasure, but at the same time, like maybe he wants to be a submissive for a while. Um, role play. So discover your sexual fantasies by role playing. There's call girl and pimp, uh, professor and student, doctor and patient, etc. Sure, you guys can think of several like different roles to play, depending on what's your favorite. Um, some people really, really, really enjoy role playing. I haven't tried it myself, but at the same time, like I heard, it's really effective for making like sex so exciting. So I I advise that you guys try it out. Um, I don't really know if I could get into character like that though, and like play it out to be. A role like I don't I don't know if I could fake it I don't know I don't know maybe I'm a better actor than I really think okay so next is reader watch erotica together in order to build intimacy and get hot and bothered so read or watch porn together is a really good way to um, enhance intimacy and actually create a really really sexy um, hot and bothered like environment for the both of you it actually just is really, really fucking hot. Like, every time I watch porn with my man, it it gets us both going every single time. So maybe try something like that. Also, they're showering together. Wash each other's bodies to ignite a little foreplay. Um, if you're not always bathing together or taking a shower together, this will really ignite intimacy and washing each other's bodies to actually give a light foreplay before, you know, intercourse or move into the bedroom or even, you know, doing it in the shower or whatever. It will really, really get things going, especially with that 
hot, steamy shower, and, you know, the water bouncing off of his body, and oh my god. Next, uh, give each other a sensual massage with warm oil. So, take turns, or maybe just have that person, you know, or that partner get the massage with warm oil for the night, and then maybe you can be the, the following night, he could do it to you. Um, but take time, you know, uh, essentially massaging your lover and taking the time to explore the erogenous zones on their body and actually just not rushing and making sure that this time is their own to enjoy. And uh, just don't rush. Uh, take time, warm oil, and make it a good time. Uh, make oral sex the main event of the night. So instead of doing intercourse, uh, like oral sex would be the main event for the night. So go all out and take your time performing oral, receiving oral, uh, giving oral, whatever, but make it the main event of the night. Uh, have sex daily to enforce connection and then reignite sexual desire. So, um, I actually did this with my fiance. We made a pact. I made a pact to myself. And my pact was to try to have sex daily and initiate it at the same time. So, us having sex, um, I actually would initiate, like, every single day. And we'd have sex, like, almost daily for six months straight. And I stuck to it, believe it or not. Like, my pact, I didn't break my pact, um... It was something that really, really helped me feel great as far as, like, getting my exercise in. Like, my body was becoming tight. My, uh, you know, I felt good in my own skin. Um, I really, really had interest of having sex a lot just because my juices were flowing. And me having so much sex, you know, or daily sex, I should say, really, really got my juices um, staying aflow. And it kept my interest in sex. So, it really, really did help. I really want to make a pack like that again. It wasn't the easiest thing to do, but at the same time, um, it really paid off. It did. I wish I would have stuck to it. So, last but not least, props and toys spice up any sex life. Changing the routine makes it exciting to try something new. So, props um, and toys, you know, it could mean dildos. It could mean restraining system. It could mean, you know, uh, some light bondage if you want, like a blindfold or handcuff, something, I don't know, just spice it up and make it new. Try something. Alright, so we got so much to cover, like, I'm going really slow. Okay, so sexless relationships, so, um, personally, I think are unhealthy, not normal, and not okay. Uh, have more, you actually have more arguments and fights, I notice, between sexless, like, relationships. Um, participants are usually more stressed and depressed and unhappy. You're damn right. Um, I kind of don't blame them, though. Like, this is ridiculous. But at the same time, people live like this, so I can't really say anything. Uh, the relationship becomes boring and routine, Duh. Um, obviously that's something that's just common sense. Um, gradually start growing apart, distant, uh, absolutely. Resentment can build, especially with no makeup sex after arguments slash fights. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there, there's actually a study that was, uh, done about, like, three years ago, and they talked about it on the Wendy Williams show. And they actually said within, like, a fight or argument, 
to make up and have makeup sex within like 24, excuse me, to 48 hours after that fight or that um, argument or else that's when resentment start would start building was within that time frame. So if you didn't make up within that time frame, that's when grudges would start being held and resentment could start building um, without there being no makeup sex within that time frame. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, I don't know if it's essentially true, but at the same time, I can definitely say if you don't have makeup sex after an argument or a fight within that amount of time frame, I would guess, yeah, I mean, the the whole actual makeup sex part of it kind of gets thrown out the window because after almost two days, you're kind of over it, you know what I mean? And you're still, like, holding a grudge and shit. So, last but not least, uh, starts affecting other aspects of your life. So, yes, sexless relationships start affecting other aspects of your life. Like mood, work, family, etc. Um, it does start tackling other and affecting a lot of other areas in your life. Whether you notice it or not, you will have a very short fuse. Whether you're at work, um, it will start, like, uh, you'll start like, having a lot more frustration in other areas in your life. It does affect it. So, believe it or not, it does, and it's insane. God, that's so bright. Hold on, you guys. Seriously. Mm, sorry. I'm trying to, like... Okay. Sorry. Okay, so, I guess that's a little bit better. Alright, so... Let's see, um, next slide. Alright, so owning your sex signature. So, um, it's a fact the way you view yourself sexually can reflect your overall sexual experiences. Uh, for instance, if you view your sexuality as gross, dirty, or bad, your sexual experience won't be the greatest due to the sexual beliefs. Uh, evaluating sexual beliefs and throwing away what isn't relevant is essential for reprogramming the way you view sex. So now a sexual being that is confident in their own skin and views their sexuality with beauty and acceptance is going to have way better experiences versus the insecure one that believes sex is taboo. Now, this is so true. Um, if you're not comfortable in your own skin or if you're not comfortable with yourself sexually, you're definitely not going to experience sex in a good way. You're not going to enjoy it as much as you would as if you were very confident in your skin. Um, being super insecure will affect your overall uh, views on sex. It will affect your overall experiences with sex. Uh, and they won't be as good as if you were confident. So uh, start owning your sex signature and just owning that shit, man. Because the more confident you are, the more better experiences you'll have with sex. And enjoy it better. So stop fucking around and just enjoy the pleasure it has to offer. Okay? Alright, next slide. Sexual belief survey. I'm not going through all of this. I already tried to practice this webinar like five fucking times today. Stuff didn't work out, but uh, I'm not reading all 16 questions. So I'll read you the purpose of it. And then you guys can like maybe view back at a later time or maybe I can actually give you the worksheet and you can print it off. Um, the purpose of the sexual belief survey, this is very important though. Like the survey is very important. There's no reason <laughs> I put this in there for a really good reason. 
So the purpose to help you identify and begin to pro to process and process negative or unproductive thoughts and attitudes and beliefs about sex by writing about them. To help you also identify your positive and affirming thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs about sex. Get yourself a notebook to use um, uh, your sexual self-discovery journal and begin a free write regarding the following questions. So, um, first question says, what do I think about sex? Um, second asks, what do I think about my body, all parts of it? Um, is there any parts I am uncomfortable with? Let's go to the next slide, and I'll read a couple from there. Number six is a good question. What are my insecurities, vulnerabilities, fears, and inhibitions regarding sex and sexuality? Um, that's a great question. Let's see. How important is the sexual relationship? How important is the sexual relationship in a marriage? How important is sexuality to me? Well, I'm not making this webinar for shits and giggles, okay? I'm making it to <laughs> show people how to improve their sex life. And if you're one of those people that don't think that sex is important in a relationship, you can get fucked and leave right now. Because it's so it's so crucial in a relationship. Like, without sex, your relationship will not fucking survive long. Sorry, but it's it's so true. And people have a really hard time understanding and like believing that sex is that powerful and I'm trying to make sexuality and sex more like positive for people to learn about instead of it being so negative and taboo over the centuries that they've made it to be and instead of focusing on like it's dirty or it's bad or you shouldn't I want people to view it as fuck yeah we all do it you need to have all of it all the time because it is um crucial to our mental health our physical health it affects um how we our moods everything if we don't have it and we're sexual beings for a reason so i feel like going without it is not healthy and it's something that we need like meat or you know uh water it's it's like a hunger type of thing so moving on Alright, sexual belief survey continued. So, uh, let me see what a good one was. Uh, write down everything you can think of to to finish the following phrase. I don't like dot dot dot. I hate dot dot dot. List all your dislikes or inhibitions about sex. Okay, next slide. So, sexual desire assessment. So, um... I didn't make this. I just made this so people, like, kind of had an idea of, like, their sexual desire. Not too sure if many people are aware. Um, but it's a mini-assessment. Whatever. Let's go over the question. Has there been a decrease in your sexual desire or interests? If you say yes, don't freak out. It's not like, oh my god, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, there's been a decrease in mine. Help. No. Just, if, just notice, just notice it and just let it go. Um... Would you like your level of sexual desire to increase? Of course, everybody would, I would hope, would want their sexual desire level to increase. But if you're not one of those people, then apparently you don't, you're not having good sex. So, I mean, go on. Uh, does your desire cause personal or relationship distress to you? So, this is a question that I actually would watch. If you answer yes 
to this question, this is something that maybe could be a cause for concern. Uh, maybe going and get some, like, sex coaching or maybe actually trying to figure out uh, why your desire is causing personal or relationship distress to you. Is it because of external stressors? Is it because of stress itself? Is it because anxiety? Is it because of, you know, conflict between you and your partner? Is it because of something that you're letting happen? Or can you control it and, you know, react in a different way and manage and cope with it? So don't over-assess, you know, the assessment and really think that, oh my god, there's something wrong with me, I gotta go see a doc. Don't freak out right away. Just really think of what it could be. Um, it could be that you're horn, like you're on a period, you know, or you're about to get your period. Or, you know, this pandemic's been doing a lot of shit to people, dude. This crisis alone is making people, like, have really bad stress levels, um, you know, have really bad anxiety. So that alone will just kill the shit out of your sexual desire, and it will be poof gone. So, don't overthink it. Next, so, uh, female sexuality. So, in my program, I discuss a whole, uh, my second section of, uh, wait. There's a whole second section that I do based off of female sexuality. So, the new science about female sexuality was discovered that can transform your sex life. We were, we're wired completely different and it makes sense how we function. Here's a sneak peek at our sexual response cycle. Turns out women are just like cars. We have a brake and an accelerator. What? We do. It's insane. Okay, so female sexual response cycle. So you can, um, you know, look at the, look at the figure or the picture. And I know you're kind of going to be looking at it like a little bit confused because you're like, wait, emotional intimacy, spontaneous sexual desires, arrows, sexual stimuli, sexual arousal, arrows, like, don't, okay, so wait, well, I'll break it down. The SES and the SIS theory, so the dual control model, um, one of them works as an accelerator and the other as a brake pedal, in simple words, our nervous system has a sexual excitement system, SES, which constantly scans the world around us for sexual stimuli. And a sexual inhibitation system, SIS, watching for factors that require, um, that require to, uh, what is it, reduce? That require to turn off or at least weaken the excitement. So, there's constantly, like, a gas pedal and a fucking brake, like, fighting against each other. Um, but I guess you can control, of course, uh, like, how you react and you can eliminate stressors that are causing you, you know, stress in your life. So it can fluctuate, but I guess it just depends, like, how sensitive, like, your gas pedal and how sensitive your brakes are. I mean, everybody's different, so, um, okay. So moving on, um, tongue work, okay? So let's read this little quote up here. When you talk back to to daddy use those lower lips that's right suck that shit um so tongue work okay so i have a dedicated section to um tongue work and oral sex for him and for her in my program and the power of oral sex you learn in detail how to please him and her i break it down into uh the conolingus section and the fellatio section 
cunnilingus, if you did not know, equals oral sex for her. So that's right, giving the best tips, techniques, and advice I can give on fellatio and cunnilingus is um, what I do best. So when giving her head, make sure to tease her inner thighs and vulva, which in parentheses, outside of the vagina. Lick her with a flat tongue like ice cream cone. Don't stop licking her until she is done with her orgasm. Um, I can't express this enough. Many men stop uh, giving women oral sex thinking that they already have orgasm, but really they're just about to. And then once you lose that actual rhythm and technique and speed and, um, you know, that whole rhythm, uh, once you slip up and actually stop, her whole fucking orgasm just falls right back down. Like the guy climbing, you know, the ladder from The Price is Right. Like, once she is thrown off or that stops, her whole orgasm will fall right back down to, um, I guess you could say to a zero on a scale from one to ten or a one. It, it loses, like, literally the rhythm and it, it will go right back down. Uh, many men that actually are at a point of no return, they're not like us. They don't really, like, come back down after if you stop stroking them. They won't come back down to a one. They'll just go to the past. They'll go past where there's no return, and then they go right automatically into the refactory period where they just, like, want to go to sleep and they're tired of shit. They can't, they're not, like, orgasmic like we are. They can't have back-to-back -back multiple orgasms like us. So they just go right into, like, a period of just tiredness and they're done. And then they can recoup probably, like, within a half-hour, hour after the refactory period is over. So, fellatio. Um, so, tongue work continued. So, when giving him a blowjob, make sure to make eye contact. I can't stress that enough. That is very, very, um... Men are very visual creatures, and making eye contact with him while you have him in your mouth is something that really, really will blow his mind up. Um, use both hands, and kneeling position is the most comfortable and common position, and I personally, uh, I personally like the kneeling position. I find it to be very accessible to the balls to deep throating, to, um, it's just super fucking comfortable, um, to make really great direct eye contact, it's a really just comfortable position that I don't have to strain my neck, I am just, like, ready to go, you know, I'm just, like, positioned perfect for what I'm about to perform or do, so it really helps out, um, everybody's different, though, everybody likes different techniques, like this girl here, I find that position to be the most difficult and annoying because I'm all hunched over, I'm on my side, I'm trying to, you know, expose my boobs and my tits, that way he's got something to look at, or my ass, and really I'm like sucking him sideways in my hair, and you know, that she looks like she's having a really hard time, and she only has like the tip of it in her mouth, so I mean, it's just harder to get you know, most of your fucking, most of the cock in your mouth that way. It's just, it looks so uncomfortable. Um, 
but whatever, continuing fellatio equals oral sex for him. So there's a whole section in my program based off of oral sex, cunnilingus section, fellatio section, tips, techniques, advice. I try to give my best and my best for you guys with humor, whatever, but I just like to be real with you and just tell you the best to improve your sex life. Like, I'm not going to dick you guys around. I give you guys really raw content. I try to be as honest as possible. I don't want to beat around the bush because there's a lot of people that are misled by sex and by techniques and try this, try that. And a lot of it's just bullshit. So many people don't have the balls to actually be real and say that fucking position sucks. Or, dude, I did that and this happened. And it just wasn't the best way that time. So, just, I mean, like I said, the position of kneeling isn't for every woman when she's given a great blowjob. But I advise it's the most common and it's the most comfortable that I experienced. And, um, you know, give it a try if you haven't. I just recently tried it out for like the first time in forever. And I couldn't believe how comfortable I was. Because usually, it's not that I dread blowjobs, it's the fact that, like, I am doing work. Like, with my neck, with my mouth, hands, you know, I'm, I'm going everywhere. Balls, tip, shaft. I'm, I'm getting sloppy, spit, swallow, whatever. I want to be, I want to make sure that I'm comfortable. Like, I, I'm giving a really sloppy, like, crazy fucking head job, you know, and hairs everywhere, sticking to my lips, whatever, um, titties all out, you know, extra spit, blah, 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 you kind of got to get crazy with it, right, I mean, isn't that the whole point of blowjobs, they're really messy and fucking stringy, and I don't know, I feel like the messier the better, but me being comfortable and the position I'm in, I think matters more than the position he's in. So just keep that in mind, all right, ladies? And please, 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 can you try swallowing semen? I mean, it's only like two calories. There's only maybe at least a half a teaspoon to maybe two t tablespoons of semen that you're really going to swallow. It's good for you. It's healthy. Um... And many women, like, spit, and I find that really to be just unattractive, and I don't, I just find it to be super immature. Like, if you're old enough to give head, you're old enough to fucking swallow all that shit and own it. Um, and not have no mess to clean up afterwards. Not being able to actually take it like a G and finish the job is kind of like, beats the whole purpose. Like, a guy doesn't want to see a female spit out his shit. He wants him to see her swallow all of it and take care of it and own that shit and just be like, yeah, so I just, I finished him all the way through. Every last drop, you know? That's sexy to men. So try swallowing it for once, women. I can really, really give you the best advice is that. So just give it a try. Like, it's not going to kill you. It's it's not even that bad. Whatever. And tip, if you're so nervous about swallowing it, really, if you know when your man's about to come or ejaculate, actually put his dick at the back of your throat. That way when he does come, it shoots right at the back of your throat. That way you don't have to really go through from the tip of your mouth, 
past the taste buds and all that other shit. It's not going through your whole mouth. It's already at the back of your throat. So it just basically being shot at the back of your throat and just like swallowing it. That's the only job you're really doing if you're smart about it and you time it right. So that's a tip. I mean, take it or leave it. It's whatever. So next is intimacy and all it is. So, this is my specialty, being an intimacy coach is my domain. In my lecture, I discuss the different types of intimacy. There's emotional, physical, intellectual, intellectual, spiritual, and sexual. We'll talk about the ways to build intimacy, like cuddling and hugging, for instance, releases oxytocin in the brain, which is also known for the bonding chemical. You can also release this chemical by making out with your lover, which who doesn't love a passionate kiss? Honestly, I love making out. It's the best. Turns me on every time. Gets me going every time. Um, activities to reignite intimacy in a relationship. Because, let's face it, without intimacy, a relationship wouldn't survive, period. And that's the fucking truth. So, let's go to ways to build intimacy. So, ways to build intimacy. We already went over cuddling and kissing passionately. Other ways are to shower together, bathe each other, um, read or watch erotica, a.k.a. porn, um, share your sexual fantasies, learn a new activity, maybe, uh, together as far as, like, a painting project or, you know, a cooking class, whatever, some gay shit like that, I don't know, um, have deep conversations, give each other sensual massage, role play fantasies, so get creative with it, um, let's see, so outside parts, circumcised, cut, whatever, these are his sexual parts, I'm sure you guys have seen this before, whether it was in sex education class, or you've seen in person, or you've sucked one in person, or you just, here's a really good layout of what a dick really looks like, balls, anus, perineum, and all, um, you got the shaft, the penis, the corona figures, uh, that's actually the lining right here, uh, you got the glands, which is the head, the urethra, piss hole, I mean pee hole, whatever, say piss, scrotum, which is ball sack, um, anus, asshole, whatever, perineum. Uh, you can actually stimulate the perineum by massaging it, and it can, it can actually, uh, make him have, like, a prostate orgasm, but you can, like, stimulate the prostate through his perineum without actually inserting a finger in his ass. I don't know if you guys knew that, but that's just an FYI. Like, you don't have to penetrate his anus in order to activate, activate, stimulate his prostate. So, perineum is also available, the gooch, whatever. If, um, he's still like, fuck no, get away from me. Be like, whatever, dude. You're missing out on mind-blowing orgasms. I'm just trying to give you some pleasure. That's all I would say. Alright, so her. Um, the vulva. Obviously, if you're not aware, the vulva is the outside of the vagina. If you guys are not aware, please get this fucking through your heads. The vulva is involving the clitoris, urethra opening, vagina, vaginal opening, the perineum, her anus, inner and outer lips, and then the bar whatever gland um that didn't really need to be in here but it is what it is so I advise my women that really don't know their own vulva to take a hand mirror or sit in front of a full-length mirror and actually be able to identify your vulva 
um, and uh, identify all these parts of your vulva. If you can't, then you need to fucking practice until you can. Uh, this way, you can actually figure out where things are and figure out what buttons feel good and actually the sensations and masturbate and figure out what pressure you like, what techniques you like, how you like to be stroked. That way you can implement and actually communicate that to your partner without you actually figuring out what you like sexually um, through solo sex. You are not, you're actually missing out on like great pleasure that you could be letting your partner know of what you like. Um, cause really you not knowing yourself, you're just missing out on great, great, great pleasure. So you not experimenting and figuring out, um, you know, what buttons you like press, then it's, it's kind of like tough luck for you. It's not like he's going to take the time to figure it out. So, um, until then, I guess just get yourself a hand mirror, squat yourself in front of that mirror and start identifying and rubbing and literally solo, having some solo sex with yourself, masturbating and figuring out what the fuck you like. Um, come on, come on. I really, really need women to figure their vulvas out, to love their vulvas, to, um, take good care of their vulvas, but I need them to learn about their vulvas and need to learn what, um, what their vulvas entitle and what they have. So figure it out. Next, sexual position. So when y'all both watch it slide in and out, which I love watching that, like that shit's so fucking hot. Um, if you think I'm weird or you think I'm dirty or kinky, you actually got another thing coming because there's no such thing when it comes to sexual beings. Uh, there's nothing better than getting curious when you're fucking or getting sexual or getting sexual, period. Like, I feel like that's the time for you to get curious. So when you're having sex, you're supposed to play around, get curious, watch it go in and out, fuck in front of the mirror, record yourself. Um, you know, play with your clit at the same time, maybe whatever, like have fun with it. You guys, especially if you're with a partner that you've been for a minute, um, yeah, get weird, man. Like you've been with that partner for a long time. Who cares? Like eventually you're going to wish that you were that freaky or that you were that open or that you did just do it. So stop missing out. Alright, next is reverse cowgirls. I use pictures and show examples of missionary doggy style, woman on top, reverse cowgirl in 69 in my program. So you guys won't see it in these slides. I go in depth. Um, giving you tips and highlights the best intimate position there is. I let you guys know. And giving you a get, a get curious tip, which indicates to play with nipples in this position or rub clit in that position, pull hair or slap ass. So it's like kind of cool because I get you, I give you for each like sexual position, I give you like a get curious tip and like give you at least three things to try. So it's kind of cool. <coughs> it's creative, different, whatever. All right. So backdoor play. This section is still taboo on many counts, but I had to make it just because anal play and anal sex are more common than you think. Um, being that it is the anus involved, there are many special guidelines that need to be followed in order to not become injured. Um, the anus is no joke, you guys. Like, literally, you could rip, tear, 
internally and externally uh, rip yourself and damage the inside of your anus. Um, it can be really scarring. So you can never have too much lube on hand when it comes to butt play. And that is the fucking truth. Um, inside of the anus and the rectum is not naturally lubricated like the vagina is. So that's why they say there's never too much lube. Because there's not that natural lubricant in that um, canal, I guess you want to call it. So lubing it up, you got to make sure it's nice and slippery. And uh, without... Lube will be pain, and it will actually could rip and tear the insides of your, um, you know, rectum or anus, and literally you'll be screaming your fucking head off, dude. Uh, that shit is no joke. It's literally, yeah, no, you don't want that. So, um, that being considered, make sure to start with anal play. So, anal play is mainly like rimming or analingus that they can call it. It's just kissing, licking, sucking, or massaging of the anus. That's all pl anal play is. That's it. That's It's no penetrating. Anal play is strictly, strictly just sucking, kissing, massaging, and licking of the anus. No penetration. So you can have fun with backdoor play and still not have to penetrate nothing. Okay? So don't even, like, force it. Don't rush. Just take your time and just explore with anal play. Um, getting used to the sensations of, like, what licking and sucking and massaging of the tongue even feels like is something that you really kind of have to, like, get used to first, the sensations, before you even think about going into penetrating the anus at all. Um, hey, we all know porn. We all know that they're always ready and always, like, have no issues getting a dick in their ass. But at the same time, they're blown the fuck out. They're professionals, and they don't give a shit if they get AIDS, if they rip, as long as they get paid, and as long as they, um, literally, like, get gangbanged. Like, they have no, really, respect for their bodies. Like, you give a fuck less about if they get raped, torn, um, HIV. Like, they're just a mess. That's the whole thing with the porn industry. They're dirty fucking people. So... Not everybody's always dirty, but I just find a lot of girls just rush it, and they don't care about the pain. They just care about literally getting, um, you know, a huge cock in there, and that's all they're concerned about, and it just blows my mind how it's that simple, because it's not. So, um, so it sets like an, an example for a lot of these women to think that they can just start penetrating the anus. Just like that. Like, oh, I want to try anal sex. We're going to try tonight. That's not how it works. Okay, see these butt plugs? So, butt stuff. I explained when one might be ready for penetration involving the internal and external sphincter muscles. Which is more defined and broken down as you see on my left. So, um, what anal sex toys are used for penetration could include butt plugs, anal beads, or prostate toys. So... I'm going to break it down for you. So the red is, um, the red is the external sphincter muscles. So we can actually flex and contract these red ones on the outside. Uh, we can flex and contract, um, the internal and external sphincters muscles are actually what holds in our feces, our gas, and our whole pelvic floor. 
um, without these muscles, like nothing would be held in. So be grateful. But at the same time, being able to flex and contract the external sphincter, which is the red part right here, um, you can flex that. Okay. You can control that. You, you got to learn how to control it first. It just doesn't come with like a bicep flex, but the purple of where the purple lining is, that's the internal sphincters and you can't, you can't really actually flex that like a muscle. It's impossible. You can, um, you can eventually like relax the internal sphincters by deep breathing exercises and by concentrating on it, on relaxing it through like, um, meditation or concentrating about relaxing it. But overall, like your internal sphincter is mainly controlled by your nervous system. So technically it just can't be flexed like a normal muscle. It's kind of impossible for us to activate it like flexing a muscle because it's not activated like that. So I was told the more you concentrate on it, um, the more you can relax it, but you cannot control it fully. So uh, external sphincters, forget it. So above that picture, though, you're going to see, obviously, they starts the anus. The anus is about like an inch or two long before it becomes the rectum. So you'll see that, obviously. But above is what is explained as butt plugs. And they're also called um, anal, what are they called? It's a butt plug dilator, I guess you could say. So it dilates your butt. Uh, it goes from small, medium to large. Obviously, always use plenty of lube. But it's the fact that literally this is an anal training kit that's what the that's what I was looking for an anal training kit and basically you train your ass you train your ex sphincter your external sphincter muscle to flex um and basically open up but you have to get used to the sensations in order for an object to penetrate your anus it just is not going to just go in like no problem. There's no fucking way. Um, if you want to force it, that's cool. It's going to be painful. But uh, at the same time, I advise you don't. I advise you be smart about it and dilate your butt like you should. But porn doesn't show us that. So, hey, just letting us know that a dick can go in there and they just want to do anal sex all of a sudden is something that is beyond me. But they're professionals and that's how it is. So, tons of lube, tons, tons, tons. If you cannot get the object in, the butt plug in, the smallest one, start off with your pinky at first. If the smallest butt plug is not going in, you can actually twist it back and forth and have the tip just slightly rest up against the anus and let your muscle relax around the object naturally instead of forcing it. Um, it will slowly go in, but do not push it. Just let it go naturally. But being able to be fully relaxed, deep breathings, and if it won't, if you're having a really hard time of it going in, you actually can push out like you're going to the bathroom. That's how you're supposed to do it, they say. 
you're supposed to push out like you're going to the bathroom and that actually will take in the object when you push out to use like you're going to the bathroom so you push out and your anus will like suck it back in that's how you're supposed to insert the object if you're having such a fucking hard time that's what i heard you could do but other than that if it's not going in man don't force it i don't care how small it is that shit's like no so painful if you force it it can tear Damage could be internally, and it's just not cool. Um, taking your time, it could take even, like, I heard days, I heard weeks, I heard months. It could take for you to even dilate your ass. Um, it takes a long time for some people, but some others are, you know, a couple days. Some people are a couple months to dilate their anus. It's insane. I don't... I don't know why it varies like that, but I mean, I guess it just depends if you're able to actually relax your external sphincter enough to enjoy anal play or anal sex. So, it's up to you. But being comfortable and being relaxed is like key and also extra, extra lube. Um, those two things, you're golden, but... Hey, it's just all about how you feel, if you're comfortable, um, if you're relaxed. If not, if you're anxious, worried, um, uncomfortable, forget it. It's not going to happen. Your muscle's just going to tense up. It's just going to push it out. It's just going to say, fuck you. Um, and that's it. So, butt plugs are essential to dilating the butt, though. I don't suggest you... I don't suggest that you jump to any other toy than a dilating uh, butt plug because that's just something that's skipping a step. But like I said, anal play is first. Always. Anal play has to be first. Like, if you're going to just skip anal play, that that doesn't make no sense. Like, your butt has no idea what a sensation of a tongue feels like, but you'd rather just go straight to a dick. That's That's insane. Um, your anus has to get used to the sensation of either one, um, a tongue, a finger, uh, massaging the anus, or just lightly penetrating it. It has to get used to that sensation in order for it to recognize what is going on. For you to able to relax or, um, you know, fight or flight type of thing. So... Moving on, I get more into about anal play. I have a whole section about anal play and anal sex, and um, I go in depth with it, but that's in my program. If you're interested, cool, you'll find it in there. There's a preview, um, but I want to move on because we're really, like, taking forever. Uh, what is the prostate? So the prostate is the man in the man's anus. It's not technically in the man's anus, so I worded that wrong. It's the size of a walnut. Um, it's also known for mind-blowing orgasms equivalent to the G-spot. You will find that the prostate in this image is not in the anus. Um, it can be like uh, stimulated through the anus wall. If you actually like curve um, a prostate toy into the anus and you curve it up towards the frontal wall, you will run into the prostate, stimulating it about two inches in. 
the anus. So they have specific prostate toys for that specifically. Um, that's if he lets you penetrate his anus. If not, then you can um, you can actually stimulate the prostate through his perineum, like I meant, like I mentioned before, and that can also let him have mind blowing orgasms by massaging that skin area, gooch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, men like anal play and anal sex just as much as women do. Don't get it twisted. And it doesn't mean that they're gay. They just like they just like pleasure. Okay. It doesn't mean that they're fucking gay though. I can't stand when people are like, "Oh, he takes it off the ass. He's gay." No, man. They just have. It. We just found a new way to ha give them like new pleasure, mind blowing orgasms, and who wouldn't want that? Believe it or not, uh, there is a such thing as called a prostate massage. Um, I actually have a whole. Uh, slideshow on prostate massage and prostate uh, toys. I explain more in my course, in my program, so if you're interested, like I said, uh, join the program. Toys for grown-ups. Once again, one of my specialties, did I mention I'm also a sex toy consultant? I don't think I did, but I am. I host sex toy parties and sell sex toy products to my clients. Started out with Pure Romance for a few years, then I branched off into my own brand. I intertwine intimacy coaching with selling sex toys and teaching you all about it. How ironic, right? Covering everything from dildos, cock rings, BDSM toys, bullets, wand massagers, restraint system, dual motor dildos. <laughs> the list goes on. Okay, we could go all fucking day. Next. Um, realistic dildos. So, I have the exact same one that you're staring at right now. It's in my drawer. Like, literally. It's the same exact one. Got it from Amazon for like 15 bucks. Copied the image. Posted on here. Hello. Actually came with a one ounce lube. Sweet. Cool. Everyone's happy. Um, dildos have been used for thousands of years. With the oldest dildo being 28,000 years old. Like, get the fuck out of here. May have stolen and clearly shaped like a penis when the archaeologists found it along a German mountain range in 2005. There was little doubt as to what it was probably used for. You know, better if it looks like a duck, it probably is a duck. Haha. -ha. Yeah, that is hilarious. So, fun fact um, over 78% of women own dildos, and about 60% of men do. That's a pretty big percentage, if you ask me. Like, that's a lot of people owning dildos. So if you don't own one yet, I suggest that you go to the nearest sex toy shop and get yourself one to see what the fuss is all about. Because apparently, uh, many people own them for a really good reason. And I'll tell you one secret, is that mine has a suction cup, and that's all I have to say. So that's just one feature. So, get on it. Um, if you don't have one, you really need it. Yeah, it's advised. So, next, self-pleasuring benefits. Um, so, with the realistic dildo, for instance, you can masturbate. Um, masturbation is very healthy for you, normal, and everyone does it. If you don't, I suggest, I, I suggest you start, because the more you make passionate love to yourself, the more it can boost your self-esteem. And that's the fucking truth, you guys. Not kidding. So, just a few studies done to blow your mind. 
It reduces st uh, stress, relieves tension, enhance sleep quality, boosts concentration, evaluate mood, relieve menstrual cramps, evaluate pain, and improve sex. So, that's just like a couple examples. So, who masturbates and who should? Um, A, everyone. B, men. Uh, C, women. And D, of all age groups. So, everyone of all age groups are your answers. My specialties. So, throughout my courses, I like to use my own personal experience when teaching and coaching, I specialize in many fields, this including domestic violence, sexual abuse and trauma, substance abuse and recovery, depression and anxiety.